this episode, we are doing a deep dive on one of our favorite energy work modalities, Reiki. Jamie takes the lead here in this episode and tells us all about what Reiki is, things you need to know before you go into a Reiki session, and why having Reiki as a tool in your toolbox is important and beneficial for everyone. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girls Guide. Jamie's going to actually take the lead on this episode because Jamie is a master, or Jakey, as I'm calling you now, is a master when it comes to Reiki. Um, so you're going to take it away and uh, let's do this. Let's go. All right. Let's 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 talk about Reiki as one of many, many, many healing modalities. As we're talking about energy work, this is just one of many. And Reiki might not be 100% for you. You might love it. Um, but this is just a good way to learn about it. I feel like Reiki is, um, it's still one of those things. So Heather, I want you to jump in. If if you have questions, jump in. Because I feel like it's still, it's sort of coming into the periphery of this society where people, some people know the word Reiki, but most of the time when I say I'm a Reiki practitioner, people are like, oh, great. <laughs> like, and they, it's so foreign that they don't even know how to ask what it is because it feels like, I think they feel a little silly for not knowing, which doesn't make sense, but I get it. Um, so, so it's sort of this very abstract, abstract topic. So let me know where I might be losing you. Cause I'm sure that there's someone listening that wants that clarification too. Yeah. And I, I also think that people who maybe they've even gone and received Reiki before, Right. They don't actually understand what's going on, right? Which, Agreed. whatever, I could soapbox about that on its right. own. But what I will say is that it, there's no shame in being like, let me actually deep, like deep dive on Reiki so I really understand it. And can I throw like just a tiny bit of shade and you can yell at me if it, I need to be yelled at? Yes. <laughs> okay. I learned Reiki and realized that I, even though I had gone through the levels, I didn't really understand it. So then I relearned Reiki with you, which made a big difference. So even if you are Reiki certified, you think like, oh, I, but I still don't get it. And you feel kind of like shamed about that. Like maybe you just need a different teacher, like, and that's okay. Well, right. And I think that everyone needs to find a practitioner or a teacher or a coach that works for them. There's, there's nothing that has to be rude or offensive. It's just not who you work best with. Exactly. Find someone that resonates with you that really does know what they're talking about when it comes to Reiki. And that is certainly you, Jamie. Um, I also think Reiki is something literally everybody can use. It's one of those modalities that right. you use for yourself. You don't have to become a Reiki practitioner to, to use Reiki, like to heal people. Like you can just use it in your own life regularly and it's going to have a huge benefit so that's why I'm excited that you're going to talk about this yeah we're going to talk about the practical uses of Reiki like what a session looks like we're go we'll go over all of that but I agree with you I think that Reiki um we need to expand how we look at at that and how we apply it to our lives um right. so I'm just going to go over basically like as you were saying that lots of people go and get a Reiki session and they don't even know what's happening I'm the opposite of that when I have a new client come in I book for almost double time because I give them a little like mini class, essentially. I give mm -hmm. them like a little Reiki one class at first to explain what's happening. And then at the end we go over the chakras and all that stuff. So um, if you're ever in a session or in any place in your life where you feel like someone's talking over you or not explaining something, first of all, you have a right to speak up and ask questions, right? And clarify, especially when you're talking about your own damn body, right? <laughs> like you're talking about your body, your energy. You have every right to know what's happening and to have things clarified for you. Yes. Um, and if that doesn't feel great, if, if that practitioner doesn't feel great, go find another one. There's a lot, there are lots of Reiki practitioners out there. It doesn't have to be me. I'd be happy to treat you. It doesn't have to be me. Find someone that, that you like and you feel comfortable with. And to that same point, Jamie, I know you feel this way too, but like if I'm ever talking and someone's not understanding it, I want them to tell me. Like I I want you to know what's going on. I want you to understand. And so I would be bummed out if you didn't speak up. And I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And if anything, I get more annoying because I can tell that you don't get it. And then I start to like push a little bit like, so where did <laughs> I lose you? Or like, how can, what, what else can I go over for you? Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I, 
the whole point of healing, and I say this, like, I know it's on the intuitive girls page. Um, it's on my website and stuff, but like, I think sometimes healers get stuck in ego traps where they want to be like these great healers and they want to be these great, like I only, I can heal you, but that's not who I want to be. No, I want to give you a Reiki session. I want to help rebalance your energy for you. And then I want to teach you how to heal yourself. Yes. That can't, that can't happen if you don't know what's going on in your body and if we're not communicating. Oh, I wish that would fit on a t-shirt, Jamie. I would... <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We get a lot of we get a lot of merch happening here. <laughs> long, long phrases on them. Uh, I did. We did get some feedback from a few people saying like recommending places to get merch done. So we might have to look into it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> t-shirts on the way um all right so what is reiki yeah reiki. what is reiki jay what is it it's a <laughs> it is ma it is magic <laughs> really all healing is magic that's what magic is that's what magic was before it was appropriated and sort of sullied by american culture um yeah. but it's a japanese healing modality and it works to balance the energy in your system now that's what you could actually say take out the Japanese part but like that balancing is what you could say for all energy work what differs here is that you know you can take a Reiki one class with me if you want the whole history of the founder slash discoverer of of Reiki all that stuff but what sets Reiki apart is that Reiki channels universal energy from the universe through the Reiki practitioner and through their hands generally. People usually think of Reiki as being sort of a hands-on or a hands-above practice. So like Heather always says, like the universe can be whatever you want. When I say to my clients that, you know, I'm channeling energy from the universe. For you, that might be heaven. For you, that might be God. For you, that might be nature. That might be the universe. That, But I use the term universal healing energy. Um, yeah. But if you think about universal energy, it's always perfectly in balance. That's why Heather said that you want to raise your own vibration to match that of the universe, because that's where optimal vibration is. Yes, I think we kind of forget that we are of the earth or we are of the universe. We, we've sort of become disconnected from that, like as if we aren't the same. Um, and so it, it, it really base is a basic thing that makes sense that you want to be in alignment with that in your right. own way. Right. And we're souls and bodies, right? Yes. So Reiki it's a, such a great way for, to right. do that. Reiki will rebalance your energy mm -hmm. of inside this human sack, right? Of flesh and bones. <laughs> we can rebalance that energy to that of the universe, which is where we came from. However that looks for you, whatever ideology that is. It's all the yeah. same. Whatever your word is for a universe, if you right. substitute it in there, I think it will make sense to you and will feel right to you. Right. So mm -hmm. I call in the energy of the universe, Reiki. I call Reiki energy in through my crown chakra. We discussed mm -hmm. in the last, the two episodes ago. Um, and then I call that down through my system. And I basically channel that through my body into your body. And when I do that, it puts that universal energy into your system and it rebalances all of your chakras. Yes. And mm -hmm. so then you have, you are able to move out blocks, mm -hmm. move out um, sort of funky energy that's stuck in you either from like traumas or emotional issues or physical issues. We can move all those blocks out and we replace that. We rebalance that energy to be of a high vibration. And I think an important thing that you said there that's worth repeating is that as a Reiki practitioner, you are being a channel. Like you're, right. it, it's not the energy from your being right. that you're putting into somebody else. You're, you're helping that person's energy balance by being the go between kind of between the, the universe energy and that person's energy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great point because people always ask me, oh, is this really tiring for you? And the answer, it shouldn't be tiring. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be tiring. If I'm, if I'm properly, you know, holding my boundaries up, protecting my energy, and I'm just sending Reiki through me to you, it shouldn't be tiring. But yeah. Like standing and doing the physical work of a session. Yeah. That's a little tiring. But like when you're having a session with me, you're not getting Jamie energy. Right. And I'm not getting 
tether energy, right? Like there's no, there shouldn't be an exchange of energy between my energy and your energy. It should just be the universal energy going into you. Correct. You have been trained to be a sort of a channel to put yourself in a certain state to right. be able to create that. So, you know, if, if you have a headache and I go in to get Reiki from you, I'm not going to get your headache and vice versa because you, we aren't exchanging our right. personal energy with each other. Exactly. And more, like more than you would, if you were just like walking by someone, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. And like you, like you teach that as a practitioner, I'm observing your energy, the client's energy, but I'm not absorbing it. So if I, you know, if, if you do have a headache, if you do have all these blocks, if six of your seven chakras are blocked, that should not be affecting me. Exactly. Exactly. And if, if it starts to, you know what to do to make an right. adjustment, right? Exactly. And it, it won't affect the person getting the Reiki. So nope. yes. Nope. Awesome. Um, so, and I know we already touched upon the chakras, but, um, like we said, there are generally believed to be seven chakras. Some people say 12. There are also a lot of people that believe in a system of having 114 chakras. That's a lot of chakras to manage. I mean, that's just like basically all of your body, which I agree with. I agree that there's energy moving in and out of your body all the time. I would not dispute a 114 chakra theory. I would just say that it's easier to focus on seven. Yes. Let's not complicate our, our energy work here. Let's stick with seven, but be open to the idea that there's all kinds of things going on energetically in your body all the time. Right. Exactly. And those are measurable, measurable by science. Like you can see where, um, through different testing mechanisms, you can see where there is energy clustered. You can see where energy is moving in a human body. Um, you can measure the energy in an atom. I mean, think exactly. of how many of those you have. So yeah, exactly. And so we talked earlier about meridians, the Reiki, you know, the Reiki goes through the chakras and then down out through the meridians. Um, there's also this belief system that there are things called nadis, which are energy channels. And the theory is that there's 72,000 of them in your body. Wow. So I mean, I, to I totally believe that, but that is right. a lot. Right. But like as a, as any human being, like you can't, I can't go through and check off each 72,000 nadi, right? Like we're sending energy to the whole system. And what I love about Reiki and what I tell in my classes is that Reiki takes the ego out of energy healing because yeah. as a Reiki practitioner, I'm not supposed to be fixing anything on you. I'm sending the Reiki and what you should be being taught in class is that Reiki goes where it's needed. Mm. So even if you like Heather with your throat chakra problems, <laughs> I can send all the energy there and I can rebalance for a little bit. But if you're not ready to heal that, if it's something in you that you need to work further on or or dig a little bit deeper on, it's not my place to be like, boom, your throat chakra is fixed and I have healed you. It's like you might not be ready for that. So I'm going to give you the support where it need, where it's needed. But if it remains blocked, it's not because anyone failed. It's because your system is still working on it. Yes. And I feel like we say this a lot. <clears throat> My throat chakra just got crazy. <laughs> You're talking about it. <clears throat> I feel like we say this a lot, but any kind of person who does energy work, whether it's, it's Reiki, whether it's, you know, doing like a session with me or, or whatever, whatever kind of session or, or thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. it's about the practitioner, right? Looking like they have all this knowledge and they're going to heal you and they're selling you some, some healing process. Um, just beware. Yes. <laughs> That's not how it works. We are assisting you in doing the healing. You right. are the one that is going to do that. And it isn't about us getting a result from you. It's about us allowing you to have extra tools and, and um, support in getting the result you already are, are looking for. Right. Right. And as a practitioner, I'll admit to sometimes my ego ticks up and it wants me, especially if I'm dealing with what you and I would call like muggles, like someone <laughs> who's not experienced with intuition or energy or anything like that. Someone who's new to this or doesn't even necessarily believe it, but they find themselves on the Reiki table. Um, I find myself wanting to be like, oh, I want, I want to do a good job. I want them to experience this. I want them to like start crying in the middle of a session or whatever. But like, you know, after practicing it, I realize now that that's my ego looking for validation. Right. Yes. So it's easy for me to check myself and be like, 
the Reiki goes where it's needed. This person's going to heal what they're ready to heal. And that's it. Right. Yeah. But like, but if you're working with someone who's saying like, who's making themselves the star of the show, mm-hmm. then it, you might want to look at finding someone who's more on the level of supporting you and healing. Yes. It's, it's a fine line to walk because we, as the people helping want to see you better, like, we want to see you at the result that you want so freaking bad that right. we're so rooting for it that we would love for like one session later for you to be healed. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, where if, if it's, if it's that, that's okay, but it's not okay. If it's like, um, you know, I'm going to be the one that's going to heal you and I'm going to do it. Like there is a, a very big difference between proving how amazing you are and, being like really invested in somebody feeling better. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a, that's a big shift and it really affects how healing occurs or whether or not it even happens. Right. And I would imagine if you're in a a state of giving people Reiki, Jamie, that like, if you're sitting there while you're doing it, worrying about their results, you're probably not really in the right state to be giving Reiki at the moment. You'd probably have to kind of snap yourself out of that anyways. Right. Right. You've checked out of the process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so just a little bit more about the chakras. Um, like Heather said before, they each have a specific color. Um, what I like to point out to people, especially, especially people who um, are a little skeptical, is that the chakras have their colors, not just because, like, if you look at the chakras, they're a rainbow. Um, and it, that's not just because it's pretty and it's cute. Um, it's because the chakra itself that if you can scientifically measure the part that part of the body where your chakra is it has the same energetic vibration as that color yes that's mm-hmm. why people who who can see auras that's why they see your heart as being green is because your heart chakra and the color green vibrate at the same frequency yes so that's it's, it's sort of like I don't want to feel like I have to like back everything with science, but I feel like that's a really interesting point to make that it's not just like, Oh, a rainbow is like some hippy dippy thing to choose for chakras. Like that's like actually where they vibrate. Exactly. You can, you can fall down some really amazing rabbit holes at looking at how light and energy work together to cause Mm -hmm. these kinds of colors, but absolutely this is scientifically backed and also fascinating. And that's also why essential oils work for certain chakras, because those oils vibrate at the frequency of a healthy chakra, right? So like one oil works for the crown because they both vibrate at that frequency. So if your crown's a little wonky, you put that oil on and it raises, it forces the vibration of the crown to operate more healthily. Exactly. Exactly. That's again, all science. Right. And so, and that's what, that, this is something that Heather and I wanted to talk about was the scientific backing of why Reiki works. And I teach this in my Reiki one class and it's actually a scientific process called, which it existed way before science. It existed way before we were even able to measure these things, but now science has named this process entrainment. Um, You can actually Google it. There are really cool videos um, of metronomes that, you know, the, the things that keep the time for music and they have five or six of them lined up and they're all knocked at different times. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch the video after even just like a minute, they start to fall in line and they start to swing at exactly the same rhythm. Yeah. And that's because whatever has the healthiest vibration, the, the things at the lower vibration are forced to ra- raise up, rise up, and vibrate at that higher, healthier frequency. I feel like if you don't believe in magic and you hear that, that maybe you need to check yourself because that is so freaking cool. Right, go Google entrainment metronome and you'll see that like after two minutes there, or maybe three minutes, they're all completely in sync with each other. No one's touched them, they're just sitting there and they, the, the frequency matches as a group. That's also, I don't wanna get too sidetracked, but that's also why women menstruate together. Mm-hmm because the the frequency of their systems start to entrain they become entrained to each other and then they start bleeding at the same time yes the, the strongest cycle will right. pull everyone to it it's exactly and it's not strongest like as a feat of strength just the healthiest like everyone will pull to that and that's a good thing for everybody exactly i think i think it's why 
if I'm remember back when we could be in stores, Jamie, oh, um, um, when they'd have music on, like I could not not walk to the beat of the music, which would sometimes be annoying. Like it's like, <laughs> right. I think it's the same thing. It's that pull. Well, that's why stores and advertising agencies use things like that because of the science between that entrainment. Exactly. Put you in a certain mood or a certain place right. with that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Super right. real thing. Super important thing. Absolutely. So that's how that's how chakras work. That's how energy works. And that's how Reiki works. Reiki works to entrain your cells to the energy of the universe. Yes. Which is, it might sound a little woohoo, but it is actually kind of basic. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I think it's very fundamental. Fundamental is a better word. Basics got in this like weird connotation. Right. I don't mean right. it that way. <laughs> no, I know. I know I'm meant. not hip enough to use it that way. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser. Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Um, so, just to quickly go over how, if you want to become Reiki certified, um, there are certain levels. There's only three. There's Reiki one, which is how you learn about the fundamentals of Reiki and practicing on yourself and practicing on people that you can physically put a hand on physically, like in the same space as you heal them with your hands. Reiki two, um, you get a separate attunement. Each of them gets an attunement where I essentially, the teacher opens a channel in you that we're opening in an, um, an energetic channel in your energetic body. So let me say that again. In your energetic body, what you're doing in Reiki is you're basically opening like a channel or a portal or a door that allows that universal energy. We all have that connection to the universe. We've all just have forgotten it or it's been closed for a lot of us. So basically I'm reopening that channel and allowing that universal healing to come down through you. Oh, yes, which is so cool because you're not doing something to somebody that they don't already have the ability to do. You're just opening something up that through time has been sort of almost atrophied, right? Exactly. And that's what I say. Like when someone says before it became like the excuse for inaction, when someone would say thoughts and prayers, like I'm sending thoughts and prayers to you. Mm -hmm. so they're really doing that. They're really sending energy and love and, and, and like health and, and healing to you. Mm -hmm. This Reiki is essentially like the official version of that, like where I'm actually opening the channel. It's the same intent. It's the same energy. It's just sort of like, like, like the official opening of the channel to get to you. Exactly. Yep. Um, and so then Reiki two is you're learning what's called distal or distance. So you're learning a little bit more about how Reiki works in the body, how to, how to measure it, if you want to use a pendulum, you want to use your hands, you can measure chakras and energy in the system, but then you're getting the attunement for, for the distance Reiki so that once you're level two certified, you can then send Reiki from wherever you are to wherever you want to. And that may mean anywhere on the globe, mm -hmm. but that also means wherever energy exists. So that could be in the past, that could be in the future. Mm -hmm. Right. So that might sound like that. We might be crossing some lines for you. That might sound like a lot. But if you want to heal the past, if you had something that happened to you in the past and you want to help heal that, you can send Reiki to that situation. Mm -hmm. And if you go ahead. I was going to say, I want to I want to ask you more about distal Reiki. But do you want me to do you want to talk about it now or do you want to finish the three Reiki stages first? Yeah, let me finish. So the only yeah. thing after Reiki two is the master teacher. So then yeah. you then learn how to attune someone else and you, you have that final channel opening and then you can then teach and attune others. Yes. And there's a lot of different kinds of Reiki too, right? Like different forms you can learn. Right. So I'm, I wouldn't say this out loud really, but um, I'm a triple master. So I've been attuned, I've been attuned to three different types of Reiki, which you could consider it like three different channels of energy that come um, down from the universe. So they just have different symbols that you can use um, to help heal different things. 
Mm -hmm. Yes. Triple master Reiki Jamie. Triple master Jakey. (laughs) Jakey, right. And there's actually this sort of taboo, forbidden grandmaster title, which I did get attuned to that. Lots of people would say that doesn't exist, but I don't Mm. care what they say. Exactly. Too many different opinions. Right. The more you're educated in in different ways to do this in different forms, the better, like the better able you are to help people with the part that resonates with them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So could we talk about distal Reiki a little bit? Because I feel like um, distal Reiki is awesome. And a lot of people feel like it might be sort of like fake or not as effective as, as Reiki in person. Like, Will you talk a little bit about why that kind of doesn't matter? So energy is energy, no matter where it is and no matter where I am as a practitioner. So everything is made up of energy. Energy exists in the past and in the future. So as long as I can tap into that energy, I can send Reiki to it. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it feels like a little impossible if you're new to this. But it's actually the same exact thing. The only the only difference in a distal session and an in-person session um, is whether or not you're taking an active role in the session. Meaning, as the recipient of the Reiki, the added benefit of an in-person session is that you're actually taking the time out to have the session, to get on the Reiki table. I'm almost sort of like you're forcing yourself to relax, to let go, to have that meditative moment. You know, there's frequency music playing, there's essential oils being diffused. There's a lot happening that really enhance that meditative experience, but that is not actually Reiki. Right, putting putting yourself in a state that's probably ideal for receiving Reiki because you're not also like cooking dinner or like doing something else. You're really putting yourself in the best possible space, right? Exactly. And those are just sort of um, like auxiliary tools that help support or enhance the Reiki. But the Reiki itself um, is not heightened by, by being on the table. Exactly. The only, the only thing is that sometimes if you're not incredibly receptive, if you're at home and you're getting a distal session, you might not actually feel it coming into your system, but it's still going. Yes. But if you tend to be skeptical, that mm-hmm. might be a place where your ego jumps in and says, this didn't work. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I, sorry. I tell clients that they can either go about their business if they're having a distal session, like do whatever you want, like, or you can do what I call actively receiving. Yes. You go to your bedroom, you lay down, you put on some frequency music and just relax while it's happening. Absolutely. And to add to that, something that I've done when I've gotten distal Reiki from you is I've asked for it during a time when maybe I couldn't stop and do that, but Mm -hmm. I knew it was there. And then later when I had a moment, I created that sort of space and like really felt the Reiki that had already been sent to me. So even if like, maybe you're about to go do like a big presentation that you're really scared about or something and you, you get like a little bit of distal Reiki. So in that moment, maybe you can't sit quietly and unpack it, but like later you can, that's still very effective, right? Absolutely. It's, it's incredibly effective. And I also think that as wonderful as it is to be able to come in, excuse me, um, get on the table, have an in-person session, do the whole music thing. There comes a time, A, if you're in a pandemic where you physically can't do that, right? You can still get the benefits of Reiki from a distal session. But I also found that some people, if we talk like we did in the Real Talk session about self-care, was that people were making it like something on their to-do list. Yes. Like getting in and getting on the table. And and like, there are some people I noticed were like rushing. They were like, okay, uh, all right, I'm just going to hop up on the table and, and, and then I got to go grocery shopping and then go do this and that. And then you're completely neutralizing the effects because it's now become something that you have to do. Yes, absolutely. That's such a good point. Like whatever works for you in the now to like take a moment and take care of yourself, but that's coming in person or getting it distally. Like that's what you should do. That should be the priority. Not like it's better one way or the other. You know, 
I think if you can get in in person and, and get it done once in a while, ideal. And then in between, fill that in with some distal Reiki. I, to me, that's just, that's perfect and, and find your balance of it. Right. Right. Agreed. I think that, and I just don't think a lot of people's lives um, offer the time to have two sessions of Reiki a week. But if you're really dealing with, I have clients who have very, very chronic problems, chronic pain that they've been dealing with for decades. And something like that isn't going to just be fixed after one session. So if you're willing to put the time in the in the work in towards it, then that can happen while you're at home or while you're at work. Yeah, maybe you maybe taking the time out doesn't work for you, but that doesn't mean you still can't benefit from from having it regularly. Absolutely. Um, I found a a little a cool study um, that I think will sort of scientifically back the distal Reiki a little bit. Let's hear it. Um, so it was a study done at the Institute of Heart Math in California. And what they did was they had two people who did not know each other sitting quietly across from each other. They were just like a few feet apart. They weren't touching and they were sitting there and they were just looking at each other. They were just told to look at each other. And they were hooked up to machines measuring um, their heart signal. So an electrocardiogram. Um, and their brain waves, so an EEG. So mm-hmm. these were hooked up to them. So what's amazing is that they found that in, so say person one is sitting across from person two, person one in their EEG had the other person's heart signal in it. So like they're without knowing, like they didn't know that information to say, right? right. They picked up the person's heart um, signal, like that beat, okay. that right. That, was picked up in an EEG and vice versa. They both had each other's. So without knowing, like if you said to me right now, if I was fully tuned into your energy, Jay, and you said to me, like, what's my, what's my heart rate? Like, I don't, I don't know that with my conscious brain, but somewhere my brain has received and picked up that information and, and can sort of go and flow with that. Right. So to me that that just shows you that like you do not need to be touching you don't need to be in the same right. like you can have that that same experience right right that's the entrainment that those two people yeah. without even trying to without even given the the directive to do so their energy entrained to each other's just from being in close physical proximity exactly that's why you don't hang out with people who have crappy energy that's why you don't hang out with people who make you feel bad because you're entraining to them even if you're not trying to Exactly. Exactly. Such a good point. Yeah. So um, the one thing, other thing I want to go over, two more things. Um, people often say, like, what does a Reiki session look like or feel mm-hmm. like? Um, and I think that that's something that we should go over because, like you said, a lot of people don't even, like, know what Reiki is. And so it's intimidating to even book a session because right. you don't even know what you're walking into. I told, I get that. I wouldn't. I I became certified in Reiki before I ever had a session mm-hmm. because it was I had I didn't even know about it. I just wanted to learn about it because it was so unknown. Yes, um, I feel like that's kind of a cool way that we are opposites in that like you will do like a really good background check and like find stuff before you throw yourself in, and I just kind of like throw myself in. So like whatever kind of person you are, perfect. Right. Like exactly, do what you need to do, but knowing what you're walking into to manage not just your expectations, but to like put yourself in the best state right. for, I think is a really good idea. Agree. hundred um, percent. So what I always say is that if you're doing an in-person session, uh, Reiki, I always liken it to being a massage for your energy. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. So you're on the table, you get on the, the Reiki table that I use is actually a massage table. Um, <laughs> And you lay down, like I said, there's there's frequency music playing. There are usually essential oils being diffused. Um, this is after the, the talk I give you. <laughs> um, yeah. And then what happens is that you lay down and generally people keep their eyes closed. And what will happen is I'll go through and I'll check all of your chakras, see what's open, what's closed. And then I will send the Reiki energy through your system. Most of the time that includes some hands on, meaning like hands on the crown, hands on the shoulders, hands on the knees and the ankles, 
like every practitioner is different. Every practitioner has different techniques and patterns that they use for that. Um, I always check with people to make sure that they're comfortable with hands-on touching first. Um, and then that happens. And then once that's over, I then tell the, the recipient what chakras were blocked. And mm -hmm. then we think about what that means for them. But what I what I hear most from people is that there's a buzzing or a tingling or yes. a warmth. I also hear heaviness. Mm -hmm. um, so those are sensations that you would generally feel during a Reiki session. Um, but what I also and you also a lot of my clients also like see colors behind mm -hmm. there, like when their eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. um, I do warn clients that when we're moving energy that sometimes things happen that might be a little jarring or embarrassing so um i found that a lot of my clients were the energy was moving through their system and then their stomach would growl every time mine does it gurgles right. so loud yeah mm -hmm. and it's not because you're you're hungry it's because we're moving the energy through your system mm -hmm. but i noticed that people were like literally physically flinching like they got embarrassed um and that was pulling them out of that meditative place where they were where they were going during the session. Um, and so I always warn people that when we're moving energy, that energy has to be released somehow. And it's usually through the physical body. So yeah. it looks like stomach growling, burping, a coughing fit, crying. Yep. Giggles. Mm hmm. Anything like that, anything where something's like actually coming out, like out of your mouth or out of like through your stomach or something like that, that to me, when I hear that, I'm not like, oh my gosh, look at this, listen to this person, their stomach's growling. I'm like, yes, yes, we're doing it. This, that, that, that's how I know it's working. Yes. Um, I always, always have a coughing fit. Always. Yep. Well, because and... that throat chakra of yours. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And especially in nowadays that's like a little rough because I know even like I went to get a massage and I had a, a coughing fit during it and I was like luckily I know the masseuse very well but I'm like this is just the way I release energy <laughs> <laughs> exactly and some people just cry like but like but not like this big sobbing thing like tears are just streaming from the sides of their face and and it's not like a big moment it's just releasing from their system Yes, or giggling. A lot of people, if they don't feel comfortable crying, it'll come out that way. But yeah. I would imagine as the practitioner, these are not things that phase you at all. No, but I will say that the way I was, I wasn't taught that when I learned Reiki. Mm -hmm. So I had to watch it and observe it and then realize what was happening. And then now I feel it's, it's my duty to let people know that it's not something to be worried about. It's something that you should see as a sign of success throughout the session. Yes. And, and it probably directs you a bit too, right? right? To know what someone else, how someone's responding. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I have to say, I, I have cried during Reiki too, and it isn't like a emotional cry. It's sort of more just like a, like a lump that's coming out or right. coming up. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a right. bad emotional state to be in. Right. And that's what I tell people after, if they leave a session and they're really emotional and you know, they're crying at the drop of a hat, like it, you don't have to solve anything with that. You just need to observe it and let it go because it's just your body letting go of all that trapped energy. Yes, roll with it, baby. Right, just let it go. And most times I would say, if you're crying, figure out why, like heal that. But after a Reiki session, it's literally just trying to get it out of your system. Exactly. We're not we're not great as a society or a culture at knowing how to release. Right, exactly. <laughs> so right. You probably got some stored up stuff. Yep. Right. And then so what, to what we spoke about earlier is that after the session, I'll go over with you what chakras are blocked and what that might mean for you. And here's where you want to find a practitioner that you feel comfortable with, because generally when I go over someone's blocked chakras, I will explain in general what they mean. Right. I'll say that probably nine times out of 10, the client will go, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, like intuitively most people know why if i say your throat chakra and i give you a couple like words to explain that you you know where that is coming from in your life exactly. but i'm happy to talk the person through it but if you're with a practitioner that's saying you have a, a blocked throat chakra and this means that you are not speaking your truth and you need to speak up for yourself more stop it no yeah. 
No, no, no. no. Just you, be giving you the prompts to figure it out. You need, you need to find, I will guide you through it. I will walk that path with you. I will help you figure out what it is, but it's not my place to tell you where the healing needs to happen. You have to find out where exactly. that is. Even if you intuitively pick it up, you kind of rob the person of seeing it themselves. Like you should just be sort of guiding them towards it, right? Right. You are the queen of that, Heather. You're the queen of knowing <laughs> the problem and then guiding someone to that epiphany of discovering what it is because it's so much more powerful when you find it on your own because it, it's that moment, that clicking moment that yes. is what spurs healing to happen. Agreed. It gives you, well, not about the queen part, but I agree that that's the important. I'll, I'll get that on a t-shirt. You can get triple goddess of Reiki or whatever, and I'll get queen. Um, but yeah, it's, it gives you that, again, that whole body, mind, spirit shift. Right. You see it. Right. Are supported in seeing it rather than being told it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think where some people get tripped up is that we've discussed this in other episodes is that you have to do the work. Yes. Right. So you can come to me and I've, I've had clients who have like one time clients who have come to me and said, I've had this problem. It's like, I have chronic this, whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. I have chronic constipation. <laughs> it's not <laughs> like yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. And then th they have one session and then they're disappointed that this issue they've been having for 10 years isn't healed. Right. Or it's healed temporarily and then it comes. Yeah. Right, exactly. And that that's been said, like, oh, I felt better for like a day or two and then and then it, it didn't work. I, I still have that problem. But yes, because what happens with the energy is that that dis-ease that you're feeling, that low vibrational state where your cells are operating at, that becomes like standard operating procedure. I call that like it becomes their default setting. Yes. So when you get energy healing, not just Reiki, but any energy healing, you're raising the vibration of your cells. But if you don't maintain that and you don't do the work to figure out why it keeps dropping like that, then they're going to go to their default setting. Exactly. That's why it isn't some like fakey fake magic-y thing. Like the, right, the magic, magic pill. C. Yeah. With a, instead of a K, it's because it's it's clearing out, like referencing the bucket that we talked about in the last episode, like it's emptying the bucket out for you. Right. But if you just go stick that bucket right under the hose again, like it's exactly. going to fill back up. So it's, it's an, it's an assist is what it is. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I, and you shouldn't have a practitioner that wants you to have to have a session every week for the rest of your life. No, right. No, no. It should be, it should be a support there when you need it. Right. And we might need a lot of sessions at first to get you to a better default system, right? To get you operating at a really healthy frequency. But for, with my clients, we might do that for a couple of weeks, maybe even six weeks. And then you should be tapering off. You should be, your body is going to naturally acclimate to that higher vibe. Right. It might not be a good business model, but most of us no. want you to not need us. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. It's not a good business model. I don't want you to have to, to pay me money to do that for the rest of your life. Yes. Seek us when you need us is, right. is a healthier way to right. or, or, or look for a practitioner that has that sort of motto. Right. Exactly. Yes. And then just the final point I want to make um, is that I think the after we overcome the problem of people not knowing what Reiki is, um, I don't think people know how to use Reiki practically in their lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I always say to people, and I include myself in this, is that not a lot of people want to be a full-time Reiki practitioner where they're treating clients in a room for eight hours a day. Right. Like you don't know, there actually aren't a lot of people that are full-time Reiki practitioners. Right. Right. Like lots of people right. teach Reiki. Lots of people will do, you know, sort of, it'll be their second, their side gig, something like that. Yeah. It'll be a tool in their toolbox. Right. And that's what I want people to see Reiki as is another tool in their toolbox and like an auxiliary to your life, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I really, really want people to realize that Reiki can just be the opening of that energetic channel and something that you use to just increase your life, like, like on a broad sense of the, of the term. Yes. It's, it's an almost, this kind of an overused term, but it's empowering to be able to use Reiki on yourself if you need it. And if you just open that channel, if you just unlock that channel, it's constantly flowing through your life. There's no expiration date. If you get Reiki attuned today and then you never use Reiki until you're 99 years old, the channel is still open. It's yes. still there. So like I I want what I want for Reiki is I want people to have to become Reiki certified and use it in their everyday lives. Like yes. a lot of my clients are hairdressers. Yes. Because they're constantly touching people, mm-hmm. right? A lot of my clients are mothers because mm-hmm. they're constantly hugging and holding their children. And yeah. so that just having that channel open, just having the energy flowing through your body and through your hands, yeah. it's just like this, you're up leveling your entire system. Yes. There is not a profession or hobby or anything in the world that would not benefit from you being able to give Reiki. There really yeah. isn't, you know, right. a te- a te- all the teachers going back right now, not only should they be getting, getting Reiki regularly, right. Right. but like the ability to get, a, I know a lot of them, I have a lot of teacher clients and I know you do too, Jay, like a lot of them are worried about how they're going to keep their kids feeling safe and, and right. the energy of the kids in their classroom. So right. to be able to know you had a way to, without touching, without, you know, sometimes people even knowing right. to be able to support them is, is very, it's awesome. Right. It's if you just, if you can just change the energy of a room or if you can just put your hands on someone's shoulder and calm them down, that's like the beauty of Reiki. Reiki doesn't have to be a a 60 minute healing session where we clear every block and make you this ascended master. It can just be that you are like laying hands on someone and lending support and helping them. And it's very subtle. It's Mm -hmm. very, it's very quiet, but it's very, very powerful. Yes. And you can do Reiki on animals. They're very responsive dogs, especially to Reiki. Um, And I got to say kids love Reiki in my experience. And that's my next sort of like campaign. If we can figure (laughs) our lives out in this society is that how magical would it be if we just started attuning our children to Reiki one so that they can call like high vibration healing energy into their systems whenever they need it i I mean like and and how powerful for them to be able to then help their siblings or their friends and not in a professional capacity but just by being like a safe place for people yes and even you know my kids sometimes have trouble going to sleep at night like yeah especially in a world like this right Right. be tough and sometimes they'll say, mom, could you give me some Reiki, right? Mm-hmm. Just the ability to know what you need at this moment is a little bit of a reset. And to feel right. like you understand that there's a tool that could do that for you is so awesome. I mean, actually what happens more frequently is they ask you, Jamie, for Reiki than they <laughs> ask me because they talk about how strong and, and powerful Reiki, uh, Riley, my youngest calls it fire Reiki from Jamie. He can actually tell when she's doing it because he can feel it. Um, but like just the ability to, to know that as a kid, right. Word. I mean, I wish I had that when I was a kid. Well, and in children and adults alike, imagine if you were Reiki certified and you were in like a really stressful meeting or confrontation or you're stuck in traffic and you want to scream just envision how powerful it is that you can just take your hand and place it on your chest or on your you know at your clavicle and you can just quickly give yourself some reiki and heal yourself right it doesn't have to be a big moment it can just be something that you can do to heal yourself and calm yourself down and i think that that's where the magic of reiki lies Mm-hmm. I agree. It's, it's simple in the best way. Right. Yeah. It's, it's it, simple it, in the way that it's accessible. Anybody can do it. You don't need to be, you know, a monk that knows how to float off the ground. Like anybody can, can learn this and do this and right. be benefited from it. 
again, because you're the channel, it takes all the ego out of it. Yes. It's just you. It's just you and the energy and whatever you need to do with it. And it, it's as simple as that. Yes, exactly. All right. So basically what we're saying is everybody needs Reiki, <laughs> to get Reiki and to be Reiki certified. Yeah, that's exactly. Our- get Reiki certified and, and share the magic with everyone that you know. That That's the glory. And if, if you take a Reiki one class with me, I will... I will go against the grain, not shocking. And I will tell you like some of the problems I have with the lineage of Reiki Mm -hmm. um, and how for a while there, it became very elitist and exclusive. And now that tide is shifting and Reiki is, is like, for me, it's like energy for the people. It's something that like everyone can have. It's not, it's not for gurus. It's for everybody. Oh, yeah, we need more things to shift in that direction. So, yep, I love that. So, first of all, everyone should get Reiki from and Reiki certified from Jamie. So just keep an eye out for when for when she does that and offers that stuff. Um, but if you're not able to get it from Jamie, get it from somebody and ask some good questions. But right. really, get it from Jamie. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, just find someone that you feel comfortable with. Find someone that you that you click with. If it feels weird, if, if like you send some emails to reach out and it feels sort of like sketchy or if it feels like they're talking down to you or they're not giving a lot of information and they're just being sort of closed off about it, then do another Google search, find someone else, ask exactly. someone. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. I'm with you on that. All right. That's my story about Reiki. I love it. All right. I'm going to, let's go. Cause I want you to do some Reiki on me now. <laughs> All right. Wrap it up. All right. All right. That was great. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode. For show notes and a place to send feedback, please visit our website, embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls. Again, that's embodylove.me slash intuitivegirls.